0: Grace and peace to you. This is Pastor Bill with your audio devotional for this week, and I'm launching a new series for the rest of the summer for my Wednesday devotionals. The Gospel, the good news. It was and is an event that happened in history 2,000 years ago. The event of Jesus of Nazareth's birth, life, death, resurrection, and ascension. The Gospel is that event preached and proclaimed with its significance. For my midweek audio devotional for the rest of the summer, I'm going to unpack and explore this familiar word, gospel. It is the most crucial word in the New Testament. The gospel is our treasure, but the gospel isn't whatever we want to make of it. In fact, when the first Christians in Galatians started adding things to the gospel and changing it, the Apostle Paul gets very well, to say it, mildly upset. In Galatians 3.1, he asks, Who has bewitched you people? So each week, I'll give you five minutes on the words in the New Testament and that the New Testament uses to name the significance of the Christ event. Hopefully, this will protect us from being bewitched into adding or subtracting from the gospel. The words we'll explore first are the primary, most often used words. Some of them will need a number of weeks to grasp. Finally, I want to set this series up by saying the Christian faith is a language. To teach the faith is to teach a language. And if we lose or discard our language and vocabulary, we will have something else than the Christian faith. Okay, so here goes. We'll start with the bottom line word that Peter and the apostles go to, forgiveness. Now, I know, I know, most of us have heard this word over and over all the time, but its frequent use doesn't mean we really grasp it. Peter, in his first sermon in Acts 2, sums up the significance of the gospel by saying, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of of your sins. We're talking about the Greek word offices. Its literal sense is to send off, wipe out, blot out, and can have such varied nuances as to release, to hurl, to let be, to pardon, to remove the guilt resulting from wrongdoing, to pardon, to forgive. In Jesus's first sermon, it is fascinating to me in Luke chapter 4 that he reads from Isaiah in the synagogue in Capernaum which says that the spirit of the lord is upon me to proclaim so so Jesus is, says that this word in Isaiah is being fulfilled in the hearing of Jesus' words and so he's saying the spirit of the lord is upon him to proclaim something so let's get that first the gospel is a message it's proclamation And then one of the phrases is release to the oppressed or liberty to the oppressed. Now, the word here for liberty is offices. And it's fascinating to me that offices is translated here not as forgiveness, but as liberty. Now, I can see how the context has translators using the word liberty, but You know what? This is the only place where this frequently used word in the New Testament is translated that way in our English translations. What if we use the word forgive here? Given that's really what offices means. Forgive the oppressed? Forgiveness to the oppressed? (laughs) Does that make sense? Evidently, lots of Bible translators think it wouldn't make sense. But to me, it makes perfect sense. The oppressed need forgiveness because we are all oppressed by sin. Go back to what Peter said in his first sermon, forgiveness of our sins. Jesus says it. Peter proclaims it. We are all the oppressed because we are all Oppressed by sin. And in Jesus' name, our sin and the guilt of our sin is wiped out. And in that sense, yes, we are set at liberty. We are freed. What is the gospel? It's the wiping out of our sin. Not liberating one class necessarily of people considered to be oppressed. That may or may not happen as a result of the gospel. But all are oppressed and all of us need forgiveness in Jesus' name. Ah, here we go. Buckle up your seatbelts and tune in next week for more on offices. But know this day you are a forgiven child of God.